grievance instead of a culture of greatness. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. It's time for Tim's Top 3. Ha-ha! Congressman Billy Long weighing in this morning with a tweet. Unable to attend the funeral of Ron Richard today. My family and I attended the visitation yesterday. I've never witnessed such a crowd or outpouring of support for anyone, let alone a politician, from city council to being the only person to ever lead both the Missouri House and Senate. Congressman, thank you so much for paying that homage to our late great friend, Speaker of the House, Senate President Pro Tem, Ron Richard. Yes, indeed. That funeral is this morning at 10 a.m. in Joplin. How about we do number two? The continued desecration by the dysfunctional deep state continues. Now we're going to politically persecute our political opponents, especially those that we really don't like because they're leading us in all of the polls. Folks, do you see what's going on here? Joe Biden has directed Merrick Garland who has directed the Department of Justice and the FBI to go after and get Donald Trump. That's what they do in banana republics and third world dictatorships. They parade their political opponents, their persecuted political opponents, through the streets, celebrating all the way. And then when they're asked about their own corruption, they laugh. Joe Biden has done all of those things. Last week, he was asked about his Burisma bribery scandal. (laughs) That's malarkey, he says. Yeah. Maybe we'll investigate that next. What's good for the goose should be good for the gander. We've got to clean up the corruption at the highest levels of our government. Our very institutions are under attack. And how about we do number three? Ah, as I predicted, and I hope he gets it right in the keister, rhetorically speaking, of course. Garth Brooks controversy, Bud Light drama follows Super Bowl walkout. What's that all about? Well, I'll tell you what. Gart Brooks has put himself, I believe, on the wrong side of this culture war. The Friends in Low Places singer has faced backlash over his comments about serving Bud Light at his Nashville bar, taking a shot at Big Rich, John Rich, big and rich, right? Taking a shot at John Rich, who has said, we're not serving that in my place. And essentially, Garth Brooks called him an a-hole. I don't know if he essentially did. I think he pretty much did because he made some reference to, yeah, you can just go to those a-holes down the street. You know what? I never did like Garth Brooks much at all. And apparently, I was right. And that's Tim's Top 3, Part 3, for a Wednesday, June 14, 2023. I owe silver! Away! Don't ever do that again. Sorry. Is it sacrilege, Cass, for me to say that I don't think Garth Brooks is that good? No, I've never understood the hype. But do you remember his tour this past year where everybody was freaking out about it and, you know, people were tailgating and you would have thought he was Taylor Swift or something. You would have, Cass. You would have. <laughs> I mean, he's no Taylor Swift. I mean, Cass, I agree with you. I They call Garth Brooks the GOAT, the greatest of all time. I completely disagree with that. I mean, you're going to say that Garth Brooks is better than George Strait? Or Hank Williams, 
or even Hank Williams Jr. No. or Waylon Jennings or Johnny Cash. I, I, I just because he sold, you know, look, selling a lot of albums, making a ton of money. That's one mark of success. I also think I, I've never gotten it either. And I'm not, I am not a country music aficionado. There's, there's some country music I like. There's some I don't. I agree with you. I, I, I've never understood the Garth Brooks hype either. Am I missing something? No. And I am a country music aficionado. I think that country music should be, you know, uh, it should be based on the lyricism, the storytelling, because that's a staple of country music is storytelling and how it makes you feel. There's a lot of extremely successful country music artists right now that are very pop country and, you know, they're always on the radio and they're selling lots of albums, but they really aren't that good. They're not actually good storytellers. And that's what made country music so unique is it was it was a feeling that it gave you more than, you know, a catchy hit on the radio. So I guess Garth Brooks wants to support the wokeocracy. Here's his quote. And John Rich did react to that, as he should have. Uh, so here's the quote from Garth Brooks. I want it to be a play. He's talking about his bar on his new bar on Broadway in Nashville, right? Where all the famous country music stars have their places. I want it to be a place you feel safe in. I want it to be a place where you feel like there are manners and people and pe- and people like one another. And yes, we're going to serve every brand of beer. We just are. It's not our decision to make. What does that mean? Brooks said during a panel for Billboard Country Live. Our thing is this. If you are let into this house, love one another. If you're an a-hole, there are plenty of other places on lower Broadway. Ooh, see, that's the shot. He, That's right there. He took a shot at John Rich, who I really do like. And I don't know that I even know much of John Rich's music. I just think he's a righteous dude. And he's on he's on the Big Fox and Newsmax all the time. Uh, so John Rich basically said earlier, like a month or so ago that they were not going to serve Bud Light at his place. Cause he said no one would buy it. And he's probably right. And he had a point. So yeah, that's the latest controversy in country music land. Garth Brooks versus John Rich. Uh, love to know if any of you have a position on this. Uh, you know, we are in a part of the state here in Springfield where country music is a big deal. We've got a station sitting right next to us here. One on one, three, uh, with uh, Steve Krause crossing the house every morning, real country. So I'm just uh, curious what you all might what you all might think about that. Uh, I can't take your phone calls now, but I want to let you know I can take your phone calls at 8:30. So at 8:30, would love to know what you think about the Garth Brooks controversy. Does he have a point? Does he not? Has he has he? Do you think he really believes that, or is he just subjecting himself to the wokeocracy? I wonder. Hey, coming up next, we've got uh, Sean Fleetwood. He is a senior staff writer at The Federalist. We're going to dig deep. Have Have any of you actually read the Trump indictment? Do you actually know what's in it and what they're accusing him of? I, I have read chunks of it, and I've listened to uh, one of my colleagues uh, read through a lot of it. So I know basically what's in it. And to me, it's a lot of pomp and circumstance with maybe not a lot of beef. You know, the old Wendy's commercial, where's the beef? Uh, I think it's a lot of bun and a lot of window dressing and a lot of fancy stuff and maybe not a lot of beef within it. And let's remember, indictments are meant to be scary, right? You And you can write pretty much anything you want in an indictment. It is not proof where you're beyond – you're not basing it necessarily on the evidence that's going to – it's the evidence that you hope comes out at trial. 
but it may not be the evidence. And I'm telling you, you dust off at the Espionage Act from 100 years ago that's never utilized in this country. That's what you so you dusted off an act that's never utilized. And that's what you're proceeding against Donald Trump on versus the Presidential Records Act, which actually should govern this. You know, I, I don't know. I'm telling you. Have you noticed I'm a little fired up today? You know why I'm fired up? I'll tell you why I'm fired up. <clears throat> I am fired up because I see the left continuing to try to dismantle the very institutions upon which our country was built and founded. Everything that we pride ourselves on as a nation, the left has decided is bad. Our faith is bad. Our foundational principles are bad. Our freedom of speech and the right to care, bury arms is bad. Our flag is bad. Not the pride flag, the red, white, and blue. That's bad. Our, 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 um, the, the, the belief that we are the shining city on the hill is bad. They've, they've decided that everything is a vestige of white supremacy or white colonialism or the patriarchy. And so it all has to be torn down. I started watching a series last night that I try to watch every summer to remind me of the what the greatest generation did for our nation. The, the, the generation of my grandfathers who both fought in World War II. They are looking down on us from above with great shock, disdain, and probably a lot of sadness. I started watching Band of Brothers again last night. That's when we had a real enemy to fight, and it wasn't ourselves. And that's what we're doing right now. We're fighting ourselves and tearing ourselves apart because one aspect of one political party, the far left wing of the Democratic Party, wants to destroy this nation and send it into anarchy and chaos. They don't care about you. They don't care about people. And they definitely don't care about patriotism. We're going to talk to a true American patriot next, Sean Fleetwood of The Federalist, on what's really in the trumpets of Americans. Someone do something about it. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. Number two. Number two. Ride till I can't no more. I got the horses in the FBI Deputy Director Paul Abate facing intense scrutiny from Cruz about the Burisma executive who claims he gave President Biden $5 million. An FBI report says that executive has two audio recordings of conversations he had with then-Vice President Joe Biden and 15 with his son, Hunter. Now, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise has promised to make those recordings public, telling the Daily Mail, quote, we're going to press to get everything we can out. We're going to keep digging. Now, President Biden was once again asked about the allegations yesterday he did not respond yeah and despite all of that it's been the sound of one hand clapping from the dinosaur legacy media abc cbs nbc pbs spending nearly 300 minutes of coverage time over the last few days on the trump arraignment and spending zero seconds zero on the Biden Burisma bribery scheme, is that one of the many problems that is affecting D.C. and its dysfunction? We're going to talk to our next guest about that and lots more. Sean Fleetwood, senior staff writer at The Federalist, thefederalist.com, at Sean Fleetwood on Twitter. Sean, good morning to you. Welcome back to KWTO. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. 
Sean, it's great to have you back. Uh, so, Sean, you know, we're going to we'll get into Breezeman in a second. I do want to ask you, though, um, the the arraignment of Donald Trump yesterday, the first time that a former president has been uh, indicted and arraigned and the first all these first. Right, Sean. And it's being done by a sitting president's administration who, of course, have nothing other to do than uh, I mean, it's it's undeniable that they view Donald Trump as their lead political opponent. I mean, these are not things that are even supposed to even be thought of, much less acted upon in the United States of America, correct? Yeah, I mean, this is election interference, plain and simple. I mean, they're clearly interfering in the 2024 election. Um, and I do share the belief that they think that, as of right now anyways, that Donald Trump is the most likely candidate they'll face. So, you know, I'm perfectly willing to entertain the idea that maybe Donald Trump mishandled classified information at some point after leaving office. But before we even get to that, you have to explain to me why Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Mike Pence, and Barack Obama, all of whom have either mishandled classified information or who have had disputes with the National Archives, are not facing similar charges. And that, I think, is the biggest picture that we need to be focused on right now. The fact that we have a two-tier justice system in America, where if you're part of the Uniparty, if, if you side with them on issues, if you do their bidding, you're going to get away with uh, mishandling classified information or breaking the law. But if you're you know, someone who stands by the American people or who even is remotely really conservative, you're going to get the book thrown at you. Sean, such a great point. And would you explain to our audience you know, I, I know we've all had the time now to look at the Trump indictment ad nauseum, and it's been discussed for the many for the past several many days. We've also had years to consider Hillary Clinton's actions. We've had many months now to consider the actions of uh, Joe Biden and his his relationship with classified documents dating back to his Senate years, storing them in boxes in the Corvette garage in Delaware, Mike Pence having documents. So, Sean, if you were to only watch the uh, the talking parrot networks of um, of the ones I just mentioned, plus the cable news networks of MSNBC and CNN, you would think, Sean, that it's all apples and oranges. But is it? Or is it a distinction without a difference that they're trying to make as to this situation where Trump is being indicted and the others didn't even get investigated yeah i mean i think if you ask someone who's watched these networks uh, over the past year since this whole dispute has started they most of them probably wouldn't even know that people like joe biden or barack obama have had disputes or have mishandled uh classified information before that i mean that's how bad our propaganda mm. regime media is and what's been so disappointing to me is, you know, I look at some of these cable networks and you look at legal hosts who, you know, you respect their opinion, who have given pretty solid legal uh, opinions in the past, and they're endorsing this. They're giving this credibility. And it's really remarkable because the DOJ has done nothing over the past 10 years or so that has given us any reason to believe that this isn't a political hit job. This is the same DOJ that has gone after parents. At school board meetings. This is the same DOJ that has gone after pro-life protesters like Mark Houck. This is the same DOJ that stood by and did nothing while U.S. Supreme Court justices were being harassed by left-wing anarchists in the lead-up to the release of the Dobbs decision. 
this is the same DOJ that covered up Fast and Furious during the Obama years that let guns walk across our southern border into the hands of the drug cartel, one of which was used to kill a U.S. Border Patrol agent. So, no, the DOJ has done nothing to deserve the benefit of the doubt when it comes to prosecuting anyone, let alone a former sitting uh, former president. Yeah, and Sean, talk about the distinction here in this matter involving Trump versus uh, the we, – we discussed earlier in the show, Sean, the, the, uh, t- the 2012 decision regarding Bill Clinton and his mishandling, his alleged mishandling of classified information, having audio tapes in his sock drawer. Uh, and th- that, that entire case, Sean, turned on the Presidential Records Act as – I believe it should have. And whether or not we disagree, whether or not we agree or disagree with the decision in that case, it turned entirely on the Presidential Records Act. Well, Sean, it's my understanding, I believe this is correct, that this indictment of Trump doesn't even mention the Presidential Records Act, but they've dusted off some arcane espionage act that hasn't been utilized in over a hundred years to go after Trump. So is the entire Sean, is the entire legal argument against Trump entirely manufactured and completely off base as regards to the the Bill Clinton situation that involved a very similar set of facts? Yeah, I mean, I would say that's definitely um, the big part of the case. I'm I'm no lawyer, just to be clear. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, I mean, this Espionage Act is really the focal point of the Trump indictment, which is something that was being considered for Hillary Clinton for her mishandling of classified information. Uh, it's also worth noting that a former top Bill Clinton uh, political appointee or advisor, I should say, Sandy Berger, was charged back in, I believe it was 2005, with intentionally mishandling and destroying classified information. Uh, he admitted to cutting them up with scissors, and yet he gets a slap on the wrist and has to pay a mm-hmm. fine. But yet mm-hmm. the sitting U.S. president, you know, presidents have declassification authority, you know, we don't know exactly the specifics of what Trump was classifi- classifying or declassifying. Um, but the idea that, you know, an advisor to the president who doesn't have that authority just gets a slap on the wrist. But the president, a former president himself who has that declassification authority is getting charged is just completely ridiculous. And, Sean, talk about the political context behind all this. You know, it would be one thing, Sean, wouldn't it, if uh, if everybody in Washington, D.C. had such altruistic motives that they just wanted to see law and order uh, 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 carry the day as regards Donald Trump. But, Sean, while we've witnessed an, an FBI and a deep state prohibit Congress from seeing various documentation as to the sitting president's involvement – with a alleged bribery scheme, while, while we've seen them withhold that information, redact that information, obstruct that information from being known, they wait until the very day that the Trump indictment drops to finally deliver that information. And uh, the, the, their willing partners in the corporate media, Sean, just conveniently decide to not cover the one story, but to spend all their time on the other. This looks entirely political and not at all legal, doesn't it? And that's the biggest point I think here is that they with they're intentionally withholding this document, which an FBI official admitted in Senate testimony yesterday is not classified. It's an unclassified document, but they're just intentionally refusing to release it to the public. And if there is information there that could potentially damage someone's reputation, then you redact it. But you release it to the you release it release it to the public. But that's not what is happening here. And what's really remarkable and shows just how propaganda level uh, news, if you want to call it that, that our media is putting out, 
is that they are more concerned with this document dispute having to do with a former president than they are having to do with corruption of a mm-hmm. U.S. president who is making decisions that affect the national security of our country every single day. They're more concerned mm-hmm. with a former president than they are the current president. That shows you exactly what their agenda is, and it has nothing to do with giving the American people the information they need to know what's going on in our government. Sean, I'm asking you to speculate here a little bit before I let you go, but if uh, if Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa is correct, and that there's no reason why the esteemed senator, having served decades in the Senate, would go to the Senate floor and tell complete untruths, uh, if Senator Grassley is correct that there are audio tapes in existence that m- memorialize these conversations between this Burisma executive, who is also alleged to be a Russian intelligence service asset, if, if those audio tapes exist as between that asset, uh, that oligarch, and the Bidens, specifically the sitting Biden president, is that something? I, I guess they can try, Sean, but – Will the media will, will the media continue to cover for their guy in the Oval Office, or will they finally have to report on these matters so the American people can see that you know allegations of corruption are not just limited and entirely always just Donald Trump? Yeah, I mean, I think as long as this is unfortunately, I think as long as you have this dispute with Donald Trump and Donald Trump in the spotlight. They will just continue to either ignore it or pay very little attention to it. And when they do pay attention to it, they're going to excuse it or sweep it under the rug. I mean, that's how bad our media is when it comes to actually delivering straight up news to the American people. But this, I think, shines a light on why it's so important for House Republicans to actually use their majority. There's Mm -hmm. absolutely zero reason why Attorney General Merrick Garland has not been impeached yet. But House Republicans are just actively refusing to do that. They have actively refused to not uh, impeach Secretary Mayorkas while our southern border is being invaded day after day. Uh, But they could control the narrative. They could launch impeachment proceedings against someone like Garland and make the media pay attention, have these hearings and actually put out strong, effective talking points and laying out all of these reasons of why Merrick Garland should be impeached. But they're choosing not to do that and letting Democrats get away with whatever they need to to further their power in America. Yep, you're right, Sean. They're letting them control the narrative. And my understanding is impeachment articles have been filed against some of these individuals, but Kevin McCarthy is not moving them forward. And he, he really should at this yep. point, unless he unless he's going to completely lose control of everything in D.C. Sean, thanks for your great work and coverage on this, folks. I would urge you to check out Sean's article on the very subject we've been discussing. Biden DOJ indicts former, indicts former President Donald Trump over classified documents squabble, thefederalist.com. Thanks so much, Sean. Always great to have you. Thanks so much. God bless. You too as well. He's at Sean Fleetwood on Twitter. 8.32 in the a.m. Would you like to discuss that? Or would you like to weigh in on the ongoing feud between Garth Brooks, John Rich, and other country music stars that's bubbling over in the streets of Broadway down in Nash Vegas? Give us a call on that and more. 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO News. KWTO News time is 8.32. A few clouds, 62 degrees in Springfield. Heavy rain this morning. Some thunderstorms along the Missouri-Arkansas border. All the severe weather so far has been down in northern Arkansas and eastern northeastern Oklahoma. Today, partly sunny. We're looking for a high of 82 with 
isolated showers and thunderstorms. The former police chief of Highlandville has filed a federal lawsuit against the city. Warren Hager accuses the city of violating his First Amendment rights and retaliating against him after he spoke to the media. The city fired Hager back in February. The lawsuit also accused Mayor Clint Ellingsworth of misusing $200,000 in COVID-19 relief funding. A jet-fueled truck burned during a test Tuesday night. It took the Stratford Fire Department about 45 minutes to put out the fire. One person suffered minor burns. Stratford Fire Department officials say the truck was a total loss. The truck was owned by Flash Fire Jet Truck. Based in Springfield, Chris Darnell was killed when racing at an air show last year when his jet truck shockwave burst into flames. And something new being added at Silver Dollar City. Don Silver Dollar City has teamed up with Mercy Hospital to build two hospital to build filming rooms for special needs children. The park noticed they were having more guests with autism spectrum needs, and they decided to give families a safe space to get away from the excitement. Analysis opinion. This is a crisis. 93.3 and AM 560. KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. And you've heard us say this over and over again. This is a president that respects the rule of law. This is the president that wants to make sure uh, and has proven that to be in his actions to make sure that the Department of Justice is truly independent. And, uh, you know, and he said that during the campaign, uh, he's restoring uh, certainly the integrity of the Department of Justice. Liar! Liar! That's for sure. (laughs) Boy, the propaganda podium is smoking. It's spinning so fast. Oh, Corinne Jean-Pierre. She has a uh, she has a love-hate, mainly hate relationship with the truth, doesn't she? She really does. She really completely, absolutely despises it. Hey, welcome back. 93.3 and 560 KWTO. Hey, remember that Pete Buttigieg guy? You know, the uh, the birthing person guy, the, the chest feeder? Uh, you know, he's the guy in charge of infrastructure, right? And remember how we spent trillions of dollars over the last couple of years to fix our, to quote, fix our infrastructure? Well, did you all hear about this story? You probably didn't. There was a bridge collapse in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, major bridge collapse. Uh, there was like smoke and fire and the whole the whole shebang. But of course, we don't pay attention to those things because, you know, Russia and Trump and indictments. You know, we're not going to pay attention to the real problems in this country. We're just going to spend trillions of dollars, mortgage our future, destroy our children, all because of, I don't know, white supremacy or something else that we've made up in our mythical minds. Welcome back to 93.3 and 560 KWTO. Boy, we've had a busy rock and rolling show this morning. I do want to give a big shout out to uh, listener Roger. You know, I am man enough to always say when I am not completely right or I've been proven wrong. And Roger does make an excellent point here. He says, for Tim, I love you, dude, but Taylor Swift is more woke than Garth. You know, Roger, you are correct. She suck. She sucks too. So hey, everybody gets one. Everybody gets one hall pass. Now everybody. Every Roger, listen up, Roger. Everybody gets one favorite liberal, and everybody can have one and only one. And she is mine. Mm, and I, I weird. Is that yes. some Cass axiom, Don, that we have to deal with? It is. is. That some other Cass rule? Yes. Yeah. Everybody gets Cass one. Conjunction. Yours, Timothy, would be your, <laughs> uh, you know, the U2 band. They're definitely. They're not leftists, and they're not woke. They're just old school liberals who, like, love people. You know, there's. Meh- they have big, meh- big bleeding hearts. Whatever. The greatest music of all times. 
of all time, I'm sorry, has probably already been made. And it was with bands like Led Zeppelin and U2 and other bands like that. Now, I'm not an old fogey, although that music is timeless and classical. But I'm, I'm, I like new stuff too, like Coldplay. Coldplay's an awesome band. Uh, Angels and Airwaves. Uh, there's a bunch of other bands, The Head and the Heart, a bunch of stuff you guys have probably never heard of. But I like, I like alternative music as well and new stuff. But I'm telling you, some of the best music ever made was made in the seven, was made in the sixties, the seventies, the eighties, and maybe the early nineties as well with the grunge era. You, you know? obviously Nirvana haven't was, heard Adele. Nirvana, Adele, Adele sucks. God, what? It's so painful. I can't stand to listen to her for too long at a time. She's I can listen to like voice, two songs. But, yeah. She's got a good voice, yeah. two good songs. Otherwise, it's just whiny. It's just. Yep. They're ballads. Know? Ballads. You know who's saying ballads? Skid Row, Warrant, Winger, yeah, White Snake, Journey. Those were ballads. Oh, whatever. Night, Ra- Night Ranger. <laughs> Night Ranger. Yes, those were ballads. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I still stand the, by the rule that everybody the super gets band? one favorite lib. How about the super band, bass. Don? Uh, Damn Yankees. With, oh, uh, yeah. High enough. Ted Nugent. Yeah. And um, who all was in that band? Ted Nugent. Um Ah, I can't think of all was in Damn Yankees. That was a great. That was a great super band. Or um, there's another super band, a newer super band with um, Chris Cornell. Uh, uh, Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog was a was a newer one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Damn Yankees. Nineteen. Oh no, this is an old thing. I can just you say that thing. on the radio? <laughs> he just yes, did. Yes, you can. <laughs> I just did. <laughs> I think we have some callers on the line. We Maybe do. Save us from ourselves. Let's talk to. Is it Anne? It is Anne. And good morning to you. Welcome to KWTO. Go right ahead. Morning, Tim. Um, I don't know if you can play it this today, perhaps tomorrow. Mark Levin, on his latest appearance on Sean Hannity, he gives a quick, clear, and concise um, description of what the Presidential Records Act is and what it oh, is good. not. Um, okay. Very, very educational for people out there to tell them what this is, what they're doing. Basically, what we're suffering from is a lack of courage, um, because when you hear what the description of what it is, you'll understand what these, they're, they're, not, they're nothing more than glorified mafia up there, mm-hmm. um, Biden, mm-hmm. and especially Merrick Garland and his deputy uh, AG. Um, so I would really encourage you to play that if you could, or if okay. you can get Mark Levin on to describe what this is. People need to understand what's what this is and what's going on. They're already getting on the, uh, the, uh, the judge that's supposed to preside over this. In well, Florida. of course they are. Yeah. Yeah. So understand Hope she has good security. <laughs> we can play yeah. it tomorrow, um, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Great. Well, thanks, Ann. That's great. You know what, Ann? Uh, thank you so much for calling. I did see that last night. I, I, I listened to like a snippet of it. And he's always excellent in his explanation of these complicated legal, uh, these complicated legal machinations. So yeah, Cass, if you could make a note, uh, it was, it was, it was Mark Levin last night on Sean Hannity. And I do think we need to hear his description of the Presidential Records Act and its involvement in this case and why they're not involving there. You know, folks, you realize they're not. They're basing this, this persecution of Donald Trump not on the act that was created to define this action, right? This is a president with records, and there's an act called the Presidential Records Act, but there's a reason why that they're not 
inserting it into this matter. I hope the Trump team does until the cows come home because I think it could vindicate the president entirely. Uh, is Dennis still there, Cass? Yes, he is. Let's bring in Dennis uh, real quickly here before we have to go to our final break of the morning. Dennis, good morning to you. You're on the air. Go right ahead. Good morning. Did you uh, get to play the uh, Josh Hawley uh, querying the assistant FBI director? We did not, Dennis. Do tell. Please, please, please play that for the American people. The director of the FBI, Christopher Wray, and the assistant director of the FBI are federal felons. They are guilty of federal felonies. They violated the Constitution, their oath of office, and several statutes and should be removed from office immediately, whatever Congress has to do. They've committed all kinds of crimes. Do you know that they're now admitting that there's 17 recordings between yes. Hunter Biden and his son? And do you know yes. that they're now admitting that the guy that bribed the President of the United States was a Soviet agent from Ukraine? Russian collusion was proved. And usually... If you're co complaining about someone else doing something, you've already done it as a rule you got of thumb. that right. You got that right, Dennis. And we did discuss all of those things, but now we got another clip to find. Yeah, I appreciate that, Dennis. We do, definitely will try to look for our senior senator's interrogation of those FBI wonks for sure. Dennis, thank you so much for the great phone call. Thank you very much. And thank you very much, Matt. Awesome phone calls today. No, I'm not going anywhere. We got one segment left. Just want to thank all of our callers before I forget while it's on my mind. Thank you all so much. We love hearing from you. We love discussing items with you. And every once in a while, we love debating with you, right? That's what it's all about. That's what these airwaves are for, is for an airing of ideas, grievances, and discussions, right? We're not, we're not, we're not the Politburo here, like what they're trying to install in the Washington, D.C. environs. All right, when we come back, the morning dump. What do we got that we may have missed? We'll let you all know about that in a secondo. After Don Luzader's final traffic update of the morning before we turn things over to Gary Nolan, that is now and next. 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. Traffic from the KWTO Traffic Center. Well, we've had a few problems out there this morning, and again, reports of a vehicle fire, 700 block of West Madison Street, still that non-injury crash on Highway 7. No traffickers and violent criminals. 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with former Speaker of the House Tim Jones, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. It's time for the, the morning This uh, well, headline, I have a headline here that kind of answers itself. It's from uh, the Epic Times. Uh, Libby Emmons writes today, why biological men are entering women's prisons across America. Oh, boy. Why do you think, Don? Why do you think biological men want to get in women's prisons? Well, uh, <laughs> let me have a talk with you one day, Timmy, about that. Don loves when I ask questions yes. like that. <laughs> Causing me to blush. I am, yes. Uh, another another thing we'll have to talk about tomorrow. We have a long list already for tomorrow. It's going to be a very busy Thunderdome Thursday. A uh, Did you know that the, not the manifesto, but the autopsy of the trans Nashville shooter has come out? 
And there's a key item that's missing from that. So we're going to have to wait for tomorrow to talk about that as well. And let me see if I had anything else. Whether or not they were a biological woman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Good Lord. What was their biological sex? Hmm. (laughs) Root up world we lived in. All right. Save me from myself, Cass. What do you got for her? Hap day hump, hap day hump, hap day humpy. <laughs> Tim's still thinking about the prison uh, story. I, <laughs> I'm Don of afternoon delight. Whoop. Don, you ever been in a Turkish prison? You ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> oh my goodness! Little airplane humor for you, the great Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> That's right. Is he still with us, Don, or I he passed away? I think he passed Leslie. Away. Leslie Nielsen. I, I don't can't know. Imagine he if he's Leslie Jordan. Around. You mean? No, no. Leslie Leslie Nielsen. Right? Oh. Isn't his name Leslie Nielsen? The Canadian actor. Yes. Um, From Airplane. Yes. Right? And and um, uh, what was the, what was the one he did with? He did a movie with O.J. Simpson. He, he died, died in, in 2010. 2010. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> go. I'm way behind the times on that. We were very singular. Ah, he's yes. Canadian. I didn't know he was Canadian. Uh-huh. Yeah. He appeared in he appeared in more than 100 films. 150 television programs portraying more than 220 characters. He was amazing. He was an amazing character actor. Uh, very famous to uh, the airplane movies. He was yeah. in Airplane 1 and 2. He was in, um, oh, what was the movie he did with O.J. Simpson? Um, that was such a goofy movie. They were all goofy movies. He was a hell of a comedian. <laughs> the Naked Gun. Oh, yeah. The Naked Gun. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he was a funny dude. Uh, Cass, save me from myself. What yes. you got for us today? So in North Carolina, <laughs> they had a women's bike race. And guess who won? Oh, no. By a five, biological man. By five <sighs> minutes. Five minutes <sighs> of a lead. And God. this biological man uh, who won is on this podium. And the picture, he's very wearing very tight pants. And there's just oh, no, no question no, and this person literally won a women's only bike race in North Carolina, and nobody cares. Like these other two ladies who co- totally got crushed, um, the second and third place, they're up there smiling with him, just you know, holding flowers, all excited to get second and so third a place. Dude. So an uh, a yes. dude, an obvious dude, he's not even wearing the Tucket gear from Target, huh? No. So an obvious <laughs> need to give him a gift card. <laughs> yeah. Give him a gift card to Target. Yes. You can get the Target Tucket gear. So an obvious <laughs> man. If this show doesn't get us canceled, I don't know what will. Uh, so a guy wins a women's bike race, and nobody cares. No, and not even by like a little bit, Tim. Five minutes in a bike race, I feel like that's kind of a lot. Yeah, it is. I'm not a biker. Ca- I think I think it is a lot. I think it is a lot. <laughs> that's transphobic. <laughs> Don, what do you got that's transphobic? Uh, nothing that's transphobic, <laughs> but I have some local news if you're ready for that. Yes, so. yes, okay. you do. Uh, you've, been, you've been talking about this all morning, and we will pay our final homage and respects to uh, Speaker Ron Richard today as he's laid to rest, and so is the state of Missouri. That's correct. Uh, Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe ordering flags at half-staff today in honor of Ron Richard. Uh, Of course, very well known for serving as both the Speaker of the House and President Pro Tem of the Senate. All government buildings in Newton and Jasper counties will be flying their flags at half-staff today, uh, the day of Richard's funeral. And obviously, Missouri Southern State University, he was very close to uh, to that university and served on their board 
And there's just so many, from the educational to politics, business community, there's so many lives that this man uh, affected, and so he will certainly be missed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, he, he absolutely will be indeed. Uh, Don, we still are talking about April elections yeah. huh? here in Greene County. We have an issue, don't we? We do, and we talked about this when it happened, how close the vote total was, but a judge now in Greene County has ordered a hand recount of the ballots from the Ash Grove School District's bond issue in April. Uh, as you know, Tim, those bond issues require a, uh, a majority of uh, 57% passage, but mm-hmm. this one got 56.7%. Uh, the issue needed 57 so this recount involves the county clerks of Green, Dade, and Lawrence counties uh, because the Ash Grove School District covers parts of those three counties, and it looks like the... A uh, recount is tentatively set for June the 20th. So obviously our friend Shane Schuller is involved uh, in that. He's now reaching out to his counterparts in Dade and Lawrence counties to coordinate that one-day hand recount. Mm-hmm. Interesting indeed. In stock market news, because the stock market has opened, it's been open for about 26 minutes now. The Oh, we have uh, conflicting statistics here. We have the Dow Jones down 111 points after what? It's been like We've had like a little 12-day bull market run here. You know why? That's because Democrats have been prevented from spending in Capitol Hill. We haven't had any spending. All those trillions are finally working their way through the pipeline. Inflation slightly cool. Joe Biden, I love how Joe Biden is taking credit for something he caused. Joe Biden is taking credit for inflation going down. So he created a crisis, and now he's throwing little Dixie cups of water on it and acting like he's solving it. It's ridiculous. Uh, the NASDAQ up 15 points. So the market has definitely been on a little bit of a bull run. Uh, don't know if that will be a, um, don't know if that will be, uh, par for the course over the next few days or not, or if it's just something that's occurring at the moment. Uh, all right. It is lost my clock here. It is. Oh my goodness. It's eight fifty-seven. We got to wrap things up. Don't we? What is coming up next? The Gary Nolan show. The Gary Nolan show is up next. He'll have very interesting insight and analysis about all the issues we've been discussing. Plus whatever else develops throughout the mid morning. Things always do, so you're not going to want to go anywhere because stuff always seems to happen right after we get off the air. Well, it's because it's always like 10 o'clock Eastern. I know there's some Supreme Court decisions that should be coming out this week or next for sure because we're entering the uh, last few last few days of the term. The Dan Bongino Show, do not miss that today. Dan has been doing some excellent analysis about the fact that the police state is here and that we're now going to politically persecute our opponents in this country, and we're going to make sure that we have uniparty status forever. You know, folks, I'm long on America, but boy, are these rough, troubling times that we've got to get through. Keep hope alive. Clay Travis Buck Sexton, the Elijah Har Show, 4 to 6 p.m., Joe Pags and Jimmy Fallon, Fox Across America. Fantastic lineup, one of a kind here at 93.3 AM 560 KWTO. It is 8.58. Have a great day, all y'all. We'll be back tomorrow, 5.35, out of the gates for a Thunderdome Thursday, 93. 3 AM 560. This is the new KWTO. Zimmer News Network, committed to serving our local communities by providing local, accurate, reliable news you can count on as it happens. Get the latest news, weather, and traffic from our trusted news team of Brian Houseworth, Don Luzader, and John Marsh. Keeping our commitment to serving you with information you want, news you need. We-